Alright guys, season two, episode six. I'm here today with a familiar face. How are you doing? One part of Area Academy. The better part, some may say. The better part. No, the um, handsome one can't come on yet. He's too busy, you know. So Yeah, my better half. My better half isn't here, but he will be. He will be. He will shortly. be for sure. Hopefully. We'll have to, um, yeah, when he comes to the Hair Awards. Yeah. Um, yes, so obviously you guys know Owen. Um, a lot of our viewers, listeners will, will know you. Um, obviously, probably the biggest name in sports entertainment. <laughs> um yes Owen McCarthy everybody this is this is him we finally got him on obviously um we don't normally like to pay our guests but obviously Owen only takes money to come on podcasts and stuff so yeah <laughs> that's a joke by the way sent, just in case I sent the invoice I know because uh, everyone's gonna are. be like ah oh, he's I can't believe he had to pay to go on there but if you want to pay me to come on your podcast by all means I'm I'm accepting offers we'll put a paypal um uh, across the bottom yeah just click here yeah like just here yeah Perfect. so we'll do that um right obviously as our tradition in all of our podcasts which i know you've just been sweating on um five favorite songs mate five favorite songs to kick it off so um yeah this was a really difficult one for me actually <laughs> because i feel like you know music has actually played such a big part in my life as i'm sure it has in yours and i'm I'm sure it has in many of the listeners' lives as well. So it's really hard to pick those five songs. But um, I think I got a good little mix going. You know, like there's some new stuff, some old stuff. I I'm, I honestly have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what songs you're going to pick here. Well, you've got one idea. Well, yeah, I do because yeah. I listen to one. Yeah, so the first one, and the reason why it's the first one is because it was the first rap song that I ever listened to and bought the CD of. Um, it was the first CD that I ever had as a kid, um, and it was 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, so the song in the club. Class. It's just a classic, isn't it? It's a banger. It's an it? absolute yeah. banger. You can put it on at any time, and it's just like, well, that's my first ever rap song. I remember buying it in golden discs um, as a kid and then driving back to, to Fomoy from the big city of Cork, and now uh, my mom listening to the to me listening to 50 Cent. Oh, that's super. And she was just probably like, what? The absolute yeah, fuck. I didn't know what any of the yeah. lyrics meant. It doesn't matter. I was just banging them out though. I knew every word still do. So that was song number one. Um, you can't do a top five favorite songs, you know, if you're on McCarthy and not mention Drake. Um, so I picked the Drake song for the second one. Um, Feel No Ways by Drake. Yeah. I think it's massively um, underrated song. I was going to say it's a bit underrated. I think it's one of, even Drake did an interview, and in his interview, they asked him what his top five favorite songs of that he's yeah. done are, and Feel No Ways was one of them. He's like, yeah, it's underrated, which it massively is. So I picked that one. I picked um, Stuck in a Moment by U2. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> just because of the emotional element uh, to it yeah, you know course. like you can listen to that and i mean it's it, it, there's a couple of tv shows in ireland that kind of show the highlights of every year and that one just kind of hits you know you two being irish stuck in the moment what a fucking track man unbelievable um 
The next one was Westlife. Uh, no, no, Westlife could be up there too, though. It's part of it. The next one was actually, it's called An Evening I Will Not Forget by Dermot Kennedy. Maybe a little bit. Very emotional, you know, very emotional song. If I'm, if I'm feeling a bit like down and sad, I'll put You'll that one on. You'll listen to that? I'll put it on, yeah. So is it, but is it a song that gets you sad and emotional? It's just powerful, you know? Yeah. He's, he's, right. he's got an Irish voice. Um, he's quite a current like artist at the moment, but his voice is very Irish, very powerful um yeah just a banger um and then lastly the weekend reminder simply because of the memories attached to it me and my mate matt used to listen to that song all the time yeah that's class um when when we first came to australia and uh yeah i like it because i like giving people reminders is there any song that you associate with her any song I associate with hair. Like, do you know when you ever hear it, you think, oh, that reminds me of when I was cutting hair or doing this in the shop or not really, no. Um, there's certain albums that I can listen to mm. that bring me back to yeah. memories of when I was first cutting in the shop or when I first joined area. Um yeah, there's a couple of different ones. Mm. The Disclosure album was yeah. a, was a big one that we used to play a lot. Danny and I used to have a bit of fun with that one. <laughs> um <laughs> The Kendrick Lamar Dam album when I first came to, to Australia was huge. Loads, loads, yeah. but no specific song. Yeah, not one which goes like. No. I was trying to think there was a song which you and Biff Do were playing when the Villa Boys yeah. were cutting around. I can't remember it now. Uh, Last Last by Bonaboy. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I was going to put that on, but it's too current. It's too new. It's too fresh. Yeah, you're all about classics. I don't know how it's going to age, you know. Well, that's a very good point, actually. All of the ones that um, I picked have aged really well for me. I think, um, yeah, that, that one, I was going to actually do that for this podcast. I was going to pick just my top five current ones because yeah. it was such a last minute thing. You know, I was just doing it before we started recording. Um, but yeah, last, last would be in the top five current. I think it's at the top of my on repeat right now. Yeah, it is a good song. It is a very good song. Yeah. Biff do played that so loud in my car, man. I oh, still get headaches from it. It was Happiness by Alexis oh, Jordan. Oh, yeah, that was an absolute banger as well. Happiness by Alexis Jordan was so close to Was that on the way there. up to Brisbane? Yeah, it was on the way yeah. to the game. I just put this song on, little story for you, um, for whoever's listening. I just put the song on in the car and I was like, guys, this is my, this is my guilty pleasure, this song. Um, <laughs> and it was Happiness by Alexis Jordan. So if you know the song, shout out to you if you don't. Get it on your, yeah, on your playlist. 100% get it, get it listened to. It was hilarious though, because I think obviously you were in charge of the music that trip and you were DJing. And I think you were like, ah, oh, do I give it a bit of a like, let's play this one and see the reaction kind of thing? And then we were both bouncing in the front. And I think Bifty was a bit like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, was right. like, he was like, what's going on here? That, we were playing some absolute bangers as well. Yeah, clearly Old it didn't school. land It didn't land in Australia as well as it did in, in the UK or no. Ireland. So. No, no, good times. All right, we should probably talk about you then. I guess, yeah. You, you lead the way. I know. So let's talk about, um, obviously, people may have picked up you've got an accent. Yeah. Which is not Australian. Mm-hmm. Tell us about back home. Not about when you came over here, but I think... One of the things 
it's a very different upbringing mm -hmm. in the UK to here, obviously. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit about back home, your town, which you're from, obviously, um, school you went to and stuff like that. Give us a bit of a background into young, young Owen. Yeah, cool. So um, I'm from a place called Fomoy in Cork in the south of Ireland. And yeah, my hometown, when I left, the population was about ten to 15,000 people. I'm sure it's still quite similar. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if it's changed that much in the, in six years. Um, but yeah, a little insight into that. I, I grew up in, you know, a very mixed kind of upbringing in terms of seeing both sides of of class, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, you know, typically, my second name is McCarthy, so typically people might in my hometown might see me and think, "Oh, money," because my granddad had a had a garage. Mm. Um, growing up, he was a big car dealer, car salesman, and uh, he had a, a massive Opel garage, the biggest one in in Ireland. And then uh, my mom's a hairdresser, but her family are farmers mm. so like you had that real kind of working class farmer background family versus um, my granddad who is a bit more in the kind of you know um in the baller category i guess mm. you could say uh, for his for his age and his time but he came from nothing he was self-made himself you know he came from from absolutely nothing so he he really worked to get to that point but you know what it's like you know where, where you're from as well i'm sure it's the same anybody gets a little sniff of money people oh, yeah, think 100%. people start running away with their own ideas of, of who you are and yeah. what you are so I feel like I kind of got put into a few different categories uh growing up uh when I reflect on my childhood now which I have been doing a lot recently um it was uh yeah it's quite confusing mm. I found it quite a confusing time not at the time I don't think I realized how confusing it was but now that I reflect on it, it was confusing. And I still, to this day, even I'm, I'm doing the work on it where I'm like, bloody hell, I got to let go of a lot of these patterns. Yeah. A lot of the things that I created to kind of protect myself through that confusion. Um, but yeah, I grew up mainly with my mom. Um, so I lived with her for, for most of my childhood. You know, I had a really close relationship with my dad and, and my brothers as well so my dad and my mom split up when i was really young yep. um and then my dad remarried I've, I've got two brothers one of them is just about to come to australia which is super fun looking forward to that you may see stuff on instagram yes <laughs> you may or you may not yeah no it won't be shared. <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> but yeah really i mean like i went to my my mom did a really great job of of raising me and you know she did her absolute best to make sure that i got all that i needed yeah class and i never kind of didn't have anything you know like i've i've always had everything that i i needed or or even wanted you know um but yeah then i went to secondary school did the whole thing that like everyone does pretty mm. much you know primary school secondary school um late in my secondary school years i kind of got into cycling i was in cycling since i was about 11 but i i, I realized i wanted to pursue it 
when I was about to, I guess, finish school, then last couple of years prior to that. So I took it really seriously from there. Um, I was always involved in the Irish national team mm. to set up there, Cycling Ireland. Um, so, you know, I was part of um, an Olympic development program there for quite some time. So that was quite interesting. And then, you know, it kind of, it dampened my effect on, on school though. Like I didn't really give a fuck about school, to be mm. honest, when I was there, because I was like, well, I'm going to be a cyclist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And why do I care about this? Because I'm going to be cycling. Like, it, you know, I wasn't thinking of anything else. And I eventually did. I got, I got to that point where, where I did cycle and um, I did it full time, did it full time for about four years. And um, yeah, it just came to an end after a few accidents, a few, you know, months sitting around at home thinking about life and where it's going to go next. It all just kind of came to to an, to an end and, and, you know, I've got no regrets with that part of my life. It was great. That led me nicely into hair because hair, my mom's a hairdresser. So mm. that's a really, really quick version of it up to this point. What made you get into cycling? What made me get into cycling? Um, my uncle was into it. Yeah. And all my cousins were into it. So at that time, it was just a way for me to kind of hang out with my friends and, and my cousins. And, you know, at that time in Formoy, there was about maybe 20 of us, like, riding bikes, and we were about sure. 10 or 11. Yeah. And it was just really fun. We used to travel all around Ireland in a, in a little fun. van every weekend and go racing, and it was just fun. Yeah. See, because my, my thing, obviously, side story, my cousin Edward, who was also a pro cyclist, obviously, you guys had raced with each other and stuff like that as well, which is absolutely mental. Um, and what a small world it is, but with the town where I'm from, Flanetley, like Edward is probably the only one who I'd seen cycle or take, take, well, they've got clubs there, but somebody who took it seriously and went to kind of like that next level. So that's the only reason why I asked, because I think the first bike he ever had was off my old man mm -hmm. and it was a Peugeot, like mm -hmm. shitty old bike, like it was horrific, but yeah, I think he just got into it like that. I never really got into road cycling until I came to Australia. It's huge over here. Yeah, it's huge. mad. It's becoming the new golf, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's becoming one of those sports. And I think, yeah, it's particularly at the time that I was doing it, it wasn't like it was super popular or anything. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I liked it as well. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, you know, and I don't mean this in a bad way or anything, but I just never got down with the whole team sport thing mm. um i did i tried it all i played soccer i played um gaelic football played hurl like i was hurling i was doing it all rugby tried it all some of it i was actually okay with you know when i was younger i think as i got a little bit older i was just maybe a bit too soft and then you know didn't have some good run-ins with different managers and different mm. things like that you know i think there's a lot of favoritism growing up in them kind of spaces. So I was just like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm getting out of this. Yeah, hundred percent. Shocking. So, um, yeah, I just kind of pursued the cycling, but what a, what a sport to pursue as well. Mm. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy sport. I'm sure you'll know a little bit from, yeah. from Ed. He'll probably have shared that with you, but it's a mad sport. It's mental. Yeah. Like absolutely mental. I think it's, um, it's not, well, obviously everybody knows Tour de France. Everyone, don't they? 
but again they don't see the amount of like the work that goes in the back end like what people do from like starting off in cycling mm. and the money is absolutely pathetic which i'm sure was one of the reasons why you got out of it um like when you i remember him telling me how much he was making and stuff like that and i'm like oh my god you're gonna have to get a job soon like you're gonna have to seriously there you go good times yeah and i could i could kind of see that like i I could kind of foresee and and i was watching people uh above me in terms of age getting to stages in their career where they've had to just start again at like 28 29 start life again and i could just kind of see that playing out and i was like well look if i'm not going to be in the top percentage of cyclists in the world and i'm just not interested yeah 100%. i'm not going to dedicate my life to something put my life on the line literally you know day after day um race after race just for what like yeah you know one of them accidents could be the last accident yeah exactly and i've seen some some really bad ones and and some of my teammates and it's just the other sacrifices as well beyond beyond that like you know the time that you spend away from home mm. the time that you spend away from your family the time that yeah you're out on the road by yourself you know doing all of the hard yards but i think you know the principles and the learnings that i've got from that have been huge you know it's it's what stands to me now today and yeah exactly. in the hair industry and i think it's probably where my point of difference is in terms of my work ethic and the ability to get up and just keep going day after day after day not that that's always a good thing you know as i've learned recently yeah but it's it's stood to me in so many different ways so no regrets with it yeah that's there is um yeah no it's very interesting the whole cycling thing anyway we'll go back to that speaking about your ma mm-hmm. always been a hairdresser yeah yeah always been in hair um so yeah as i said she's a farmer yeah but she doesn't really like animals or or farm work not good for farming then no definitely <laughs> not good for farming uh-huh. um so yeah, she's always been a hairdresser since she since she was old enough to do it, and um, yeah, she kind of grew up in in Ireland, went through the kind of typical apprentice system there, which doesn't there is no system really. Yeah. Um, she was at Peter Mark, you know Peter Mark, so yeah, she was there, yeah. and then yeah, she just went from there to having her own salon, and she's had her salon now for about thirty years. Just a bit longer than I'm alive. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the salon's older than me. That is mental. Yeah. So literally before you were born and had you, kept everything going and yeah. still going now. Yeah, so like I, I often say, like, you know, I actually learned how to, like my mom is fantastic at, at um, like, you know, client relationships and building relationships with the clients. You know, I think her ability to speak to people and network with people you know when you go when i go shopping with her back in my hometown yeah. you know we'd go down to get like some milk and bread for for example we've been in the shop for we've been in the shop for like two hours yeah no, you know like yeah. you've been another person stop another person stop another person stop and i guess i always just witnessed that very kind of social environment and social mm-hmm. interaction and it's something that you know it's a skill that like we were just talking about earlier i don't know if gen z are really going to have that because we got to witness that growing up that yeah, kind exactly. of them types of skills and 
you know, I often say, oh, I started learning about the hair in the womb. And like, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty literal when I say that. Because yeah. I was there in the womb while my mom was on the floor still yeah. doing hair. You know, there's, you know, there's all the science and all the research shows that you can actually hear your parents and you understand, you know, the sound of their voice and the tone of their voice. So I was probably there whilst all that was happening, um, you know, and kind of absorbing it somehow. So I never thought I was going to be in the hair industry, but I guess, yeah, the world is a funny way of working. I always talk about this with Matt Mondesi, and I always say, like, it, she made it quite clear to me never going to the hair industry. Like, from when I can remember just going into the salon, which she was doing education at, and she was like, don't do it. You'll hate it. Like, you'll just be dealing with, like, your hands on people's hair, and they've got, like, dandruff or nits and stuff like that. And I was like... Yeah, actually, that sounds horrible. Was there any part of you, obviously, I know when you finished cycling and then went into hair, but is, was there any part before that where you were like, oh, actually, I think I really do want to get into hair or? Uh, not really, no, until it was actually happening. Did your mum recommend that you went into it or? Not I guess there was an itch in me that probably wanted it more than she did. Like she didn't push me towards it at all. Um, I think I saw it as an easy way to make some money and a skill that is not as, why not have that as a skill? Yeah, it's a good exactly, skill yeah. to have. I, I'm her only son. So I was like, well, I'm going to probably own this salon at some mm. point in my life. Yeah. Hopefully not anytime soon. Yeah. But, you know, at some point in my life, I'll, I'll own the salon or it will be passed down to me or whatever way that will work. And uh, I thought, well, why not have a little bit of an understanding as to like how it all works? So I gave it a crack. Um, it was a good way for me to socialize with, with some of like my, my kind of peers and schoolmates and friends because I hadn't spent much time with them in the four years that I was away cycling um, in Europe. And um, yeah, it was just a really good way to kind of connect and and socialize and then i re after a while i kind of started to get a, the hang of it and mm. i was like hang on i'm actually I'm actually pretty I'm, actually pretty I'm, I'm all right at this yeah. but a lot of it was to do with how i was interacting with the clients and how i was interacting with my friends and with those people it wasn't necessarily the product of the haircut because the haircuts weren't great yeah you know like and you can go back and you can see all of that on my instagram if you go all the way back to the start when i first started hair yeah you'll still find cycling photos of me on there yeah. from them years back but the four, the haircuts weren't great so what, what what else was it it was my relationship building it was everything else the fact that nobody in my hometown was was doing that yeah especially at that level um and back then too i think you know snapchat was more more popular than instagram back then which is hilarious S snapchat was probably the the medium of choice back then you know nobody was promoting themselves like me nobody was branding or marketing themselves like me so i had a lot of ideas that i kind of had from my cycling career and i think that's just a, a skill that i've always had is the ability to kind of problem solve and, and find ways to make things work mm. like even when i was cycling i wasn't the most talented cyclist but my point of difference was i could write a really good cover letter yeah and i could put together my cv and i had a website I had all these other things that other cyclists didn't have. Mm. So I got the gigs, you know. Where even did that though... branding come from? Where did your, was there something which you've seen and thought, oh, fuck, I could just copy that for cycling? Or was it like, 
Like, was it somebody telling you, or you want to promote yourself? Because I find that really interesting. Like, mm. I remember you telling me that about Snapchat and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I've never, ever, ever, like, thought about doing that, if that made sense, mm. until it just went huge. And then it was just the norm to just be like, oh, well, you've got to have an Instagram page, or you've got to have Snapchat, or something like that. So was there anything which, like, triggered that then everybody tell you like oh you want to start focusing on your brand because your brand mm. is big yeah like like what you said it sums it up perfectly probably don't even like if i ask people like oh how many races is you on people probably wouldn't know but they know you're a professional cyclist you know what i mean because mm. your brand was professional cyclist so mm. yeah it's, a, it's an interesting question i don't know where it really came from i think it, it kind of started with my I, I love writing. Yeah. Like I love kind of like blogging and sharing when I have the mental capacity mm. to do so. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I love it is because I'm good at it. And I think, you know, that really helped in school. One of the only topics in school I was actually any good at was English. Mm. So when I, when I was cycling, I started documenting, just started documenting what I was up to um, on a blog. And that kind of that blog kind of turned into my website so it started off as a blog yeah cool where that then turned into a website but where that actually came from i don't particularly know i always took a lot of inspiration from industries outside of the industry that i'm in yeah like for example even the same now like, i was literally just about to say that i'm like everything you guys are doing is not from the hair industry no <laughs> not really like that but that's yeah. that's what i that's kind of like the blueprint that i've been operating off of from some time now um and i think you know maybe in in my cycling days it was probably the mm. same i came across gary v very early in uh in his journey as well yeah and you know this whole document versus creating that he talks about like was i was all over that yeah i was like yeah great because when you're documenting over time you're going to create yeah exactly like naturally you know 100%. if you're documenting six days a week yeah 52 weeks of the year mm. you know you're gonna come up with like five or six absolute gold pieces of yeah, content exactly. that get your brand out there like it's just one of them things if you're documenting what you're doing and um you know i, I, I listen to some people like Stephen bartlett all the time as well and he he shares this story all the time about when he was broken when he had nothing that he used to like almost visualize and pretend that like he did or like that you know, a camera crew were following him around. Yeah. And, you know, it might sound cringe to say it, but I kind of always had that in my head as well. Mm. I always knew that, like, okay, I have actually got something else, like just something special that I have within me that I can manifest this stuff, I can work towards things, I can reverse engineer things. But I'm going to live my life as if the cameras are on yeah. all the time. And, you know, there's very... This is something I'm I'm becoming very, very hypercritical of myself, like to the point where like it's my self-awareness. Like I thought I had levels of self-awareness mm. in the past, but my self-awareness these days is like on another level completely. Yeah. Um but yeah. The reason why I do things and the reasons why I have done things up to this point, that's kind of changed in my mind. The why has always been the same. Yeah. But my reasoning behind the why has just changed. And um, I think back then I didn't fully know 
what my why is. I was just kind of following the advice mm. from what like the Gary V's were saying, what other people were saying. And that was my point of difference because I knew that I didn't have the natural talent on the bike. I knew that like I couldn't outperform people in that way. So why would I not do something else? Mm. Do it in another way. And that's what's that's what's always got me to gigs and it's very interesting. And just being I think just being a nice person along the way as well and like where yeah. i was going with that is there's no yeah i know i know <laughs> there's no there's no real like cut that cut that and w- what i was going to say is like there's no real different version of me that you're going to find like you could listen to this podcast if it's the first time you're here and me have a conversation with someone and then we meet it's not going to be a completely different person yeah you know i agree with that it is you are what you see because there's a lot of people as we know not in this industry, but in general, when you see them on social media and you think they're going to be an absolute twat and they're completely different in person. So it's nice to see people. I did say this to Lee when he was here last. It was like, it's nice that the students, what they see on social media, literally when they meet you in person, they're like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like fakeness and stuff like that, which I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of value to that as well. I know that's one thing the students respect massively about you guys. It's like, like what I've said to you before, even just replying back to messages and stuff like that. Like we know there's a lot of people in this industry who it's literally just sent to just delete, delete. So yeah, that is the, I would say that's definitely one of your um, plus points mm-hmm. right, is you are who you are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think, you know, the whole replying to messages thing is an interesting one because, um, you know, sometimes I still miss messages or sometimes I'll open them and then I'll forget to respond. You know, I think the more busy we've become and the busier that I've become over the years, that's been a little bit trickier to to stay on top of. But yeah, I will most likely always get back to it at some point. Yeah, it's awesome. And that means a lot to me, you know, like, I, I, especially people who are starting off in the industry and they're coming through from the start, you know, sometimes like all I needed at the beginning was that bit of encouragement mm. because I was very malleable at that stage. Yeah. And I was very, um, I wouldn't say critical of myself, but I was very unsure. Mm. And just to get a few words of affirmation or for somebody to kind of recognize that you're putting in the work or yeah, you know, to send you a message or just comment on something. Or even to be honest, even people that were like, if somebody liked my stuff back yeah. then, you know, like if, cause I know I'm in that position now for, mm. for these students and these young kids yeah, going you through are massively. So like, if I can even just like something that they're doing or comment on yeah. it, that goes a long way. And like, it doesn't take me anything. It's a couple of seconds out of my day. Well, that's, a, but you'll see a lot of people who would argue against you with that as well. I haven't got enough time to do that. I haven't got enough time to like something. And I'm like, fuck it out. It literally t- took three seconds to just well, go bump. That's when, there you they go. got caught up in their own hype. Yeah, no. You know, and that that's a that's a worrying, worrying place to be when you get caught up in your own hype. Absolutely. Because end of the day, you know, we're all going to the same place. <laughs> Hopefully. So. Who knows? All right. Speaking of students. I want to chat about the network. Now, obviously, people know what the network is, but I want to know. Do they? 
well, we'll play how would it. you describe it? How, how would you describe it now? How would I describe it? So I would describe it to our students or in general? Just in general. In general. I would say um, it's an online platform um, which has, I want to use a fancy word here, but I'm not going to, um, has a ridiculous amount of resources on there. Now, it isn't your typical hair platform, I would say. And that was the one thing which we say to the students. Um, it's not about the hair. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's a great added bonus that there are so many hair videos on there. But my thing is the, the looking after your body, the how to build a brand and stuff like that. I think that is that has so much value to our students, not just our students, though, everyone in general. Um, because there's stuff I've picked up from that, which I don't use anything to do with my hair or anything like that. I just use that in day-to-day -day life. Like just something as little as the Wednesday wins, you know what I mean? I, I said that to mum. I was like, that takes us two fucking minutes to do, like literally two minutes. And it's like every time I get a notification on a Wednesday morning, I know what it is. Mm. Um, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, perfect, boom. And now, and it's funny. I know I have this conversation with you a lot. When I first started doing it, I was like, what the fuck can I put down as a win? It's like, what the fuck do I do? And I was like, I used to take me ages. I used to ponder over it and stuff like that. Now when you upload it, literally, I'll, it'll take me two seconds. And I'm just like, boom, I know what my win was. Um, again, going off topic with the network anyway. But I think that is the, um, that's the added stuff, which I think people may not see behind that package. They might just see the network, which is online. There's hair videos, boom, fantastic. But there's so much more, which I think our students get out of it for a start. I know I do personally. Like, yeah, I watch all the hair videos, which are fantastic. But that community, which you've built, even on that Facebook page, mm. like that's got a lot, like so much behind it. Like, I love seeing that on a Wednesday. It's great, isn't like, it? Because there's people I've never even met before yeah, in my life. And they're just like commenting on it, going, oh, Gareth, that's amazing and stuff like that. Like, I know Richard yeah. commented on everybody's and it's like, that is something which I think like, geez, people in the industry, like if that was one of our hairdressing students, for example, they'd go, holy fuck. Like he's just commented on my Wednesday win. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I noticed like you guys are always so active on it and stuff like that. So that community around it has so much, so much positivity. Like it's, Somebody may say something like they've their win might be a little bit negative or something like that, but it's mm -hmm. like then you've got ten different people commenting underneath it going, Oh, no problem. If you need anything, shout out, do this, do that. So yeah, I think I've gone on a tangent here and I um I don't get any commission from this either. Um but no, I, I definitely think it's yeah, the the actual foundations behind the hair on it is fantastic, but I think the bigger picture is what like we could go to anybody and get hair videos you know what i mean um but i think the fact that, that those all of that extra resources which are on there plus the way that you actually teach is relatable to anyone in the industry because that was one of the things for us obviously being a college we needed videos which they would understand mm. because we could go straight you could do forty thousand sections in the hair Hence why they all picking this singular piece of hair and the students who just go, boom, all the best. I'm done. You know what I mean? It was just like too hard. 
I'm out. Mm. And that's one thing which we really have to balance as well, which has been great because we literally go from the foundations of hair um, all the way through. Like they can, they can literally stay on this journey for the rest of their hair career, um, which is one thing which I think is amazing. And that's, that's huge for us that we can go, cool, you want to get into the industry? Here we go. Because again, people who are just starting off, they're not going to know who you guys are. You know what I mean? They may see you on Instagram and go, fucking hell, he's got 16,000 followers, all this and all that. But if I said to them, like some of them don't even know who Dyson are, which is crazy to think. But so it's it's definitely got that value to it as well. And then I think once they start getting into the industry, they're like, all right, fucking hell. Yeah, this is nuts that I've got this resource at this level. Mm. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on the network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of what you said is spot on. I think, you know, there's so much to be said for the foundational knowledge of hair behind what you see on something like Instagram. Yeah. Like, for example, you mentioned earlier about, about the Villa boys and, mm. and the footballers and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, a lot of people will be interested as to, like, how something like that happens. But none of that happens without the foundation. No, exactly, hair yeah. It doesn't just go bump, there you, you go. Can't, you yeah. can't, you can't <laughs> do that without, like, having that base level of knowledge or that base level of foundational Absolutely. skill to even get you to the next point where you can be that confident in it that you can start putting yourself out there for those types of things. Um, but, yeah, look, the I can't stress the importance of something like Wednesday wins enough mm. I mean look it's it seems like it's a bit naff you know a lot of people might look at it and think well whatever doesn't really make any difference but you know doing nothing is still doing something 100%. and that thing that I shared not that long ago about you know what's actually compounding for you and like the fact that you said you know in the beginning I couldn't look I, I couldn't figure out what what mm. win what a win was and that's the world that we're currently living in. Yeah, exactly. We're starved of even looking at what we do as, as a success or our own wins as successes um, because we're comparing it to everyone else's version of what they think or what the world should see as a big win. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, winning big awards or making lots of money or whatever it may be, it can be, it just gets lost in, in the sauce a little bit. So, I think Wednesday Wins is a really good way to just kind of bring everyone together. And there's no real agenda with Wednesday Wins. Mm. It's not like we're selling something. No, exactly. It's just, do you know one thing which um, I spoke to mum about this? Are you okay day just went past, right? And that's something which somebody makes such a big deal about. They put it all over their socials and stuff like that. And something which I am really passionate about. But nobody would ever say, oh, yeah, so what's the meaning behind that? You're just asking, are you okay? You know what I mean? I, I classify that as the Wednesday win because the amount of negativity, which I know people don't need to listen to, but it is. It's especially in our industry, there's so much negativity. And it's like something as simple as just going like, oh, yeah, I started the gym this week or something like that. Like that should be celebrated. Mm. That's amazing. So there's, yeah, the, just that little factor of it, which it's starting to get there from where it was when we first started talking compared to where it is now. Mm. It's only growing. It's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So yeah, it's, it's great to see a lot more accountability, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, the community aspect of, of the network is something that's really important to us. I mean, you know, as well as everything else, mm. um, the community aspect of it's really important. And I think 
you know, we're in there and we're as active as we possibly can be. Yeah, exactly. I think yesterday's thread was nearly 80 comments or something mm. on the network. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Wins. But like, you know, to go back and just to loop around to that point about what you were saying about not really being able to search for a winner to start, but now it's like they just pop off the top of the head. It's like you start, you're looking for them everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You can see them everywhere because it's become a conscious thought every week. Mm. You're looking at your past week and thinking, oh, what's, what's been a win from the last week? You know, it's just planting that positivity seed. Yeah. And letting that grow. And now that, that exactly. just becomes a bigger bigger thing than, than than anything else because the same thing happens with the negativity seeds yeah exactly you plant them they're going to grow as well so like what way is it compounding for you and and you know something as simple as just sharing that win every week it just sets you up really nicely for for the rest of the week it just gives you that momentum sometimes that encouragement that you might need to to push through and the accountability absolutely so yeah and if it's you know everyone is in there showing love it's not like nobody cares i think you know there's probably people that might be on the fence that might be in the group looking at it and thinking oh you know uh, i'd love to to share something but i don't really have a win and we've been there mm. you know like we've been there where it's like well nothing is really a win yeah but that's lies yeah exactly there's always a win there's yeah. always something positive that you can pull from a situation absolutely um even in the negative the perceived negatives there's always positive outcomes mm. you know not like i listened to a great podcast with Stephen and simon sinek one of his recent ones and it's on about like everything comes at a cost you know and like even the negative things they come yeah. at a cost and they bring positive um outcomes in the end a lot of the time yeah absolutely you know, they, they the people who have the most traumatic stories the worst things that have happened to them in the world but they have turned them into person that they are today mm. um because it forms their constitution and what they're all about as a human yeah exactly so i can't i can't say enough about the wednesday wins but the network yeah what do you want to know about the network why, know what I, I want to know why you did it why do we do it yeah like um what what flicked in your head to go i want to do this you know bearing in mind there are online platforms out there so it's not as if you've gone I'm going to be the first person to create this because that's like, I know why, but yeah, go on. <laughs> why, did, what, why did you wake up one day and go, or has this been a pipe dream for a while? Or Look, it was always in the pipeline. It was always there and it was always going to be done at some point. It came very prematurely because of COVID. You know, like we kind of COVID proofed our business with the network to a degree um, up to that point we you know we started the academy during the lockdown we started to gain a little bit of traction got shut down sat around moping for a few days then picked myself back up and said all right what are we going to do um went back into the second lockdown but in between the two lockdowns we were kind of starting to put the foundations in place to start building out the network now if we struck a couple of months earlier, we might have been <laughs> onto something really, really golden. Mm. Like we'd already be much further ahead in our plans than where we are currently. Not to say that we're in a bad place or anything. We're, we're definitely not. Um, I'm enjoying every moment of it and everything happens perfectly and for a reason. But I guess, you know, the reason why behind doing it is because we wanted to reach more people. 
and make our education more affordable and accessible for people around the world. It wasn't necessarily um, done for any other reason, to be honest, other than to just spread the education further. Yeah. And to be able to document what we know mm. in our prime years. Who knows what's going to happen next? You know, I've been, I'm in these four year cycles in my life where, you know, I cycled for four years full time. Yeah. I was on the shop floor for about four years full time. I was doing education for about four years full time. Now I'm in the next four year cycle. It's mm. like, well, I'm going to document absolutely everything that I have and put all my know-how and all my knowledge, everything that I have into this platform so that I can share it with people and they can hopefully do the same things and go on to achieve similar things and, and their own goals. And then who knows what's, what's next for me? Uh, uh, I think the, the network is infinite. Like it's, yeah. it's like the infinite game versus the finite game. Like, absolutely. you know, it, us putting that out there is it's there forever. Mm. You know, like our stuff is documented. I'll be able to show my kids the network. Yeah, no, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? It's mad to think, isn't it? I'll no. be able, like, I'll be able to show my kids. I'll be able to say, "Oh, look at this! This is what I created back in 2021 or 2022." I always thought that with Facebook memories. Mm. You know, when you see stuff from like, I've had Facebook now. Shit, I don't even know. Eighteen oh, years, maybe. It's long, like it's a long time. Like some of the memories up on that yeah crazy and then to think like we were saying you'll be able to show your kids that yeah that was dad butchering a haircut and podcasts too right they'll be able to listen to yeah, all these exactly. conversations it's pretty mad to think like you know our, our childhood like very little was documented yeah like you can't go back and find much about like our childhood like i i'm doing this thing at the moment where i'm um might be a little bit left to feel for for the listeners but what i'm doing is i'm going through like moments of my childhood and i'm just getting the screenshot of me as a child at different moments and I have it as my wallpaper for a yep. few months at a time. And it just kind of reconnects me to that version of myself. Yeah, that's cool. Because there's very little, there's very little documented from that time mm. other than just what's in our heads. And sometimes that can even get skewed as well. Yeah. And it becomes something else and, you know, turns into something else. So I've, I've got a few different, um, yeah, got a few different photos that I've been swapping around and I'm kind of moving up as I get older and older. And that was something that I got from a podcast too, which was really fun, you know, really cool. So That's cool. Mm. I like that idea. I think a few people might do that after listening to this. Yeah, so I've just gone back through and like I started off as young as I could find and then moved to the next stage then to the next stage and then to the next stage and yeah. It is a, that's a little bit scary thinking about that, how much of our youth is not documented. Mm. Like that's, yeah, mm, that's pretty scary. I think I've still got photos in like those, remember those albums you used to get like Tesco's printed off when you'd get like your click film. Mm -hmm. I still got photos of like ski trips and stuff like that. And it always scares me because like, I don't remember anything from those trips no. apart from the photos. Yeah. Like my memory in the last, two years probably is horrific but i used to remember everything from my childhood like mm. certain stages i know steven did a podcast with somebody who mentioned this they're like those first two years out of the womb is like everything which is installed to you there you'll remember for the rest of your life and i always thought that was a bit scary in it yeah it's mad it's a mad one to think about because um i was actually going through the photos and I changed one last night. So I just changed the photo last night to a new memory. Yeah. 
and um I was just reflecting on on certain times in my life in the certain houses that I lived in, and there's one house in my lifetime that I lived in, and I can't remember anything from it. Mm. I can remember if I remember I had a really bad fall there once um where I fell and like bang my head and you see this bump that I have in my head here, yeah, that's where I got that from interesting, yeah. So I fell like there was a, a ball was up against the curb. I went to like put my foot. I was one foot on, on the curb, like yeah. on the pavement, one foot on the ball. Foot went from underneath me, boom, head on the floor, bust my whole face up. It was fucked. Um, That's your football skills coming out again. Yeah, in your control. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went. I, I, I just the only memory I have of that house. I can remember the outside of it. I can remember the house. I know where it is. I, it's behind the house that I spent the rest of my childhood in up to this moment but i can't remember what my room was like yeah can't remember i'm like it's actually frightening because i'm like what the fuck happened there that, yeah what was that yeah. like a protection moment where that's what i was gonna say because of that fall yeah that's where my mind went like last the brain's night going fucking like, get the brain just dump it you know mm. and that's what happens during traumatic experiences like for people you know like the the, the body and the brain is so smart that it it compartmentalizes things and chooses not to remember things that have happened. It's nuts, isn't it? It's fucking mad. So, like, actually being able to connect with that, like, that tripped me out a little bit yesterday Yeah. when I th- thought about that because I was like, I can't really remember. But then, because I'm doing this reflection, I can actually start having those conversations with my parents, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, next time I speak to my mom, I'm going to ask her, like, what was yeah. going on there? Fuck happened there? Interesting. That's very interesting. There's a lot more to me than just haircuts, you know. I know. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast. Right? I don't very, really uh... want to talk about hair because it's like that's why I like getting people on here because even though you may be in the industry, but we try not to talk about that because mm. um, I think people need to know the background. Yeah. Um, and need to know the actual person as to why everything happened and yeah, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll um we'll wrap up this one because I definitely think we're going to be doing a part two of this one. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do about seven parts. Um, we should just keep on doing one every six months and reflect on what's happened over the last six months because it's crazy. Like, I still remember it was a week before Christmas. You guys were here, right? Last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we right. actually put everything into place and what's happened since mm-hmm. then is absolutely bonkers. So. Yeah, there's there's stuff happening all the time, which is fantastic. But for our listeners who don't know where to find you, uh, you can find me everywhere. You can find yeah. you can find <laughs> I'm all over the place. The man is everywhere. You you can find me, but you can't find me. Oh, I like that. That's class. Well, your tags will be going across the the yeah. video at the moment, anyway. So tough luck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, and I mean. To kind of even just before we get to that point about the network as well, like you know what it actually is and what Gareth was saying, you know, and this relationship that we have with the, with the Barber Academy is a very special one for us because um, it's really helping us in in developing it for students who are starting from scratch too, because that's not really our field. We don't yeah, we don't really yeah. play in that space. So um, to be able to have that opportunity, I'm super grateful for it. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah. Like that's gonna be our kind of primary focus now from from here moving forward. And you know, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, 
it's an online education platform you know we share pretty much like i said everything that we have you can go on there we also have our own podcast um called the network podcast so we're starting that again that's going to actually be the next episode is going to be out on the 25th of september Garrett's episode is actually the latest one. It's still there. The latest one. We couldn't top it, so we no, had to that's give it a break. Happens. That's what happens. We it's had like, to give it a break, you know. Um, that was in depth. It was. It was. So we that was episode number 25, Garrett. And, you know, we were doing it every two weeks or so for the first year. So on the yearly anniversary episode, we wanted to just make sure that everything was kind yeah. of good. We wanted to pick out some of our favorite moments from from the year there was some fantastic podcasts that we did so we, we picked 10 different moments that we we enjoyed and um made a podcast about them so that should be out soon too um yeah thank you for having me today gareth i'm sure there'll be another part to this podcast I, I think you know this was very impromptu um we just sat in the couch set up he was too busy eating burritos mics. and i was like we need to have a chat <laughs> just smashing down burritos yeah um, yeah i know it's the perfect prep for a podcast isn't it oh, i love it full of fuel yeah proper brain fuel you know energy i'm looking at my monster over there and you know every time i see a monster can now all i can think about is mark same same mark hawthorne sponsored athlete he should take the m and just turn it into like a that's actually not a bad idea mh you know that it's, m it's not a bad idea he could well be the first barber sponsored by monster could like, I've never seen anybody plug Monster as much as what Mark does. No, he should have shares. He should definitely have shares. Yeah, he should. That's amazing. Anyway. But yeah, that's where you'll find us, guys. That's where you'll find me. Um, we'll chuck it down the bottom. Pete's good at all of this. He chucks it down the bottom when you're, um, when you're saying about your pages and stuff like that. So don't mess up, Pete. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. I know we've been trying to do this literally we were supposed to do this last December when you were here. Remember, we were like, let's try and... Yeah, that's right. But it was just, we had so much going on with what we were trying to develop for the network and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's good. I still yeah. feel this one was a little bit rushed as well because we have things to do which are very exciting tonight as well, which may be out before this podcast, but who knows. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much, man. I can't wait to see... Um, where you guys are with the network and i'm so glad that we've been on the journey and we'll continue on the journey it's amazing honestly it's it's so cool to see from an outsider looking in but then seeing all of our students go through that it's it's amazing i think it's going to be one thing which is definitely just going to benefit this industry so much which as we both know mm. it needs to happen so thank you so much, man. Thank you for thank coming you. on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, yeah, look forward to speaking to you all soon. Subscribe, like, comment. Stay crispy. <laughs> sign <laughs> up for go. Garrett's OnlyFans. I know, sign up for my OnlyFans. Ciao, ciao. All of the mind. Now I'm a traveler leading the line. They want to cut me, I'm bleeding divine. Home of the greed, land of the slaves.